Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. As we were on our break, we sped through the holiday season, right? Because it felt like December happened like that, first and foremost. Uh, uh, it's happened, it, it feels like it's been 2022 now, like that. So during the holidays, people, you know, tend to spend, how, how did you guys spend it? Uh, sick for the most part, because I got the stomach, well, I thought I got the stomach flu, Oof. but turns out I'm allergic to dogs. <laughs> I and spent you're it. A dog owner. And I'm a dog owner, so I you can see where this is awkward. <laughs> I spent it in the best possible way imaginable, away from my family. Mm. There you go. Okay, there so you go. sticking with that, I was going to say most people travel, right? They go see family, especially after COVID, right? Like people are trying, it seems, it would seem mm -hmm. like people are trying to reconnect with the people uh, they didn't get to spend time with for the last two years, right? Now that we're like officially out of COVID, uh, you would think travel and everything would be up, right? But... By the way, COVID cases are actually spiking right now. <laughs> but this is like Omicron point two breaking boogaloo type shit. <laughs> no, no, this is breaking bad, but like it's like the, the undirected cut of it, which is like this entirely- Omicron two America. Uh, yeah, America, America edition. Um, according to a report done by Cigna, the health insurance company, though, Americans are more lonelier than ever. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. One is the loneliest number that you ever knew. After the pandemic, the numbers seem to increase, despite the fact that, you know, you would think that people would be moving or trying to get closer together. But um, over 57% of men and 59% of women in the United States reported feeling lonely. See, right? women are better at one thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awkward drinking. Yeah. I can edit that out. <laughs> no, no, that, 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 that was part of the bit. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that, that fit. Um, <laughs> that thing. 42% of people 18 to 34 reported always feeling left out of the circle, right? So people within the millennial gen and the Gen Z uh, generation are suffering from FOMO pretty bad. Oh, well, their teachers uh, aren't doing a good job. Well, yeah, circle time. <laughs> um, how do you do circle time over a Zoom chat? <laughs> uh, everybody arranges screens. <laughs> <laughs> Only 16% of people age 55 or older felt like they were left out of the situation, right? So I feel like that, that, that yeah, because they vote, yeah, because they vote and they got nothing <laughs> else to do. Do you know how that do, do you know a life of someone over the age of 45? All right, hold on, let me let me reenact this for you real quick. I'll take off my crown because I'm not royalty right now. Oh, I just woke up. My name is Bob Thornton and I here am the CEO of whatever the fuck company I wanted to be, insert company here. And I feel like my life is going both everywhere and nowhere. I need to do something to change my life. Immediately married the black person. That's a change. That'll change your life. I'm so sorry. That'll change your life. 
Shout out to interracial relationships. I just want to say, hold on, hold on. David Bowie married a mod. How did you? How did you find a way to bring David Bowie into? Because I can bring David Bowie into anything if I try hard enough. He's a chameleon. David Bowie. Anyway, anyway, he was married to Amon, and one of my favorite David Bowie quotes of all time. He says, "You think being a rock star married to a supermodel would be as good as you imagine? It is." <laughs> I still well, say one thing about David Bowie, and I'll call it a quiz. I never heard of see the labyrinth until my friend. And so I asked my friend, explain labyrinth under 10 words or less. And she perfectly comes back with, it's all about David Bowie's bulge. <laughs> I mean, and really that's it, and that's it. And I was like, you know what? I got it. It is like if you search <laughs> David Bowie on Google, like it'll be like the ninth or tenth like recommendation. It'll be like David Bowie Labyrinth, David Bowie, like David Bowie Labyrinth Bulge. Yes! <laughs> it's, it's, it's a legendary bulge. Unfortunately, we all can't be like David Bowie. It's like I'm watching sure. a Hall of Fame catcher with <laughs> on in full squat. You, you are not. But all the time. You are not helping the theory that you are a twink in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. You're not. Honestly. Unfortunately, we all can't be David Bowie, who I'm sure wasn't Transformers, Twink in Disguise. Honestly, that would be the next movie I was I was. Twink to. in I'm... Disguise. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the gay crown now. <laughs> no, you, can, you, can, you can have the crown now. Congratulations. You embrace your- Embrace you, it. And embrace. embrace it. You kind of look good. Identity. You kind of look like Joffrey from Game I've gotten Thrones. a lot of free drinks at a gay bar. I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten really good at the thank you, I'm flattered, but no thank you. That's good, let's just keep it up, that's all you have to do. Yep. <laughs> so, so you would say you're not <laughs> You wouldn't call yourself lonely in these kinds of situations? Well, I definitely about... do flail around at three in the morning. Trying to... <laughs> Talk to people on Facebook because, you know, I just wrote an amazing stand-up bit that I need people to read. Okay. That sounds like an exaggeration, so, but so, that 100% happened last night. So your loneliness status is indeterminate. <laughs> we just put him in like the... He's in, like, he has friends somewhat. Yeah. We exist. You know what? Like, I'm, I'm the friend where when everybody's concerned about me, I'm at least gonna message you. Right. Message you back and be like, right. ah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm be okay. like, you know what? I'm, I'm going through something. Yeah. Right. I appreciate you reaching out. I'm gonna just paste what I said to two other people Because <laughs> I don't have the energy. For because I don't have the energy to do all of this again because I'm depressed. Well, so that's. Don't make me feel bad about pasting. Careful, he's the king now. He has a crown. Uh, he's gonna turn us into. Something. I'm not a king. I'm a queen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna take this back. Yeah, there you go. I'm hey. gonna take this back. So along with this Sigma article, I've consistently seen over the last couple of months more and more articles coming out about how like Gen Z and millennials are reporting that they have less close personal friendships than like Gen Xers and Boomers mm -hmm. did. Like Boomers, I think they had somewhere around like five to six close personal friends. Um, Gen X was like three to four. Mm -hmm. um, and Millennials was like, you know, two to three, but Gen Z is like one 
maybe I don't have friends and it's like cool to them, right? Like, or supposedly it's cool to them. Um, but also, uh, suicide rates are high. <laughs> oh, honey, we can talk all about that. <laughs> YouTube unaliving rates are high. <laughs> yeah, hold on, wait, we have to make sure that we comply with YouTube because Miss Susan, uh, Susan is Which always I'm, watching right, us. Yeah, I, I don't know why, you know. The Hi, Ted. Website. For <laughs> There's a kid's YouTube, but I still can't talk about adult stuff. Do you think Ted and Susan are fucking? Hmm. What would you do if Susan Wachowski ran for president? You know what? Oh, hi. Okay. Can Uh you imagine the van outside with Susan and Ted just rocking right now? (laughs) Susan Wachowski or Donald Trump? (laughs) Those are my options. Yes, those are your options. And she's running for the Green. Can I just vote for Batman? Like I've always done. <laughs> Joke's on you. It was Mary Fuck Kill. Wait, <laughs> hey, well, who was the third option? Right. <laughs> so, flip a coin. It's the coin. Wild card. Whatever you want. Reroll. Eh. Oh, a Ram. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if you know about like the NFL, like after the Bills game and they're talking about like different scenarios, what's going to happen with Cincinnati. Um, and like one result was like, if like Cincinnati loses and the Ravens win and they like, it will come down to like a coin toss. who would win that game. I'm just like, excuse me, wait, when did coin toss decide in games? Right. Wait, oh, wait, what? wait, hold on. What? I'm Are so we still confused. talking about football? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm um, I was this was like on Twitter. So people are like so pissed. like blown away by coin tosses <laughs> determining games. I mean, just like, dude, play Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, that's all. <sighs> you don't need a coin toss. You just shotgun first. <laughs> there was legit a feature match where somebody lost the die roll and just walked away from the table. <laughs> so the way I found this Signa article, right, was actually through a Young Turks interview. Uh, Back on where- topic. Yeah where Anna Kasparian had on a Twitter notary, uh, Vosh V, who had a thread that went viral where they were discussing the loneliness epidemic, as Cigna is calling it, and how it is kind of having this counter effect of drawing young men who are becoming increasingly lonely and feeling excluded like they're missing out. Right. Um, drawing them to what is known as like the right wing manosphere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, your figures such as like Andrew Tate, uh, Jordan Peterson. I'm even going to throw Joe Rogan in there. I want right? to throw Alex Jones in that mix too. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so for our listeners who may not know and our viewers who may not know, the manosphere is the new age. It's that fucking chair, dog. It's, it's the chair's fault. Don't blame me. It's the fucking chair. Let's get dude. some WD forty. <laughs> Let's get some WD. I'm an engineer. I'm I'm here to fix problems. Do you think Do you think WD forty will fix that? Because I feel like it's just the fucking chair. At the point. It'll probably it, fix it because I saw Hank Hill fix a can of WD forty. Yeah, with, with a, WD forty. That is one of the best <laughs> gags today. Um. Anyway, back on topic. Uh, for those of you who don't. know, the manosphere is the new age right wing like critical theory 
right? The circle of new age right wing thinkers who are trying to establish new moral system that bolsters masculinity in a way they feel like is being attacked by the new civil rights movement, as we'll call it. Right? Sure. Um, yeah. In, in, in civil rights, meaning, you know, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, uh, LGBTQ, LGBTQ movements, any uh, leftist progressive movement, right. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, all oh. of it. It seems increasingly that young men, especially, right, uh, are being drawn to those kinds of spaces. And combine that with the data here that we have on loneliness and people not feeling like uh, a lot of this. Get, this gets even deeper into like reaching out like who do, who has um, a support system right and how many people feel like they have somebody to reach out to when they're feeling lonely I feel like increasingly especially amongst younger men like do when you feel like you need to talk to somebody TK do you feel like you go to your bros first or like how who do you go to when you feel like you need to talk to somebody or do you hold it in like a lot of men all right, I'm gonna have, all right, I'm gonna play this part in two perspectives. The one with my crown representing like my gay self and me without my crown with face like, like my younger self, like. Culture and context. Yes, right. TK's got a great perspective <laughs> on this. So this is for people who are not seeing this, I'm putting on my crown. So as for now, I have a therapist that deals okay. with these types of issues because I've learned from my persons who is my, my younger self that it's important to let out these emotions because it's natural, it's humane. And I think that a lot of this, especially the millennial generation, especially the millennial generation and the millennial generation, I notice as well, people just feel that it, they're still lingered onto the um, generational abuse from above them that, oh, it's weak to get help. Oh, it's shameful to try to better yourself right. because Apparently, it's natural for people to be awesome when they pop out their puss, pop out their mama's pussy, just being a god. Right. I guess. Right. Like, like I'm sorry. Is, you're just supposed to naturally be. Like, yeah. Hold on. Wait. Let me pop the pussy. Be know how to use power drills and like have a 12 inch penis. I'm sorry. Um. Now for my old self, people, I'm removing my crown. Um. I try not to. This is when I didn't use therapist, but I had, you know models to look up to, like mentors to look up to, to ask these questions. And although they weren't um, licensed therapists, there were people who I had high regard to that I could reach out to because they're older and they probably went through what I went through. So it was, it, it's, it's when I was younger, like high school, when I was in, in college, I had an immense support system. Um, and although I didn't dabble much into therapy as, as much, I still, talk to like my best friend from home or my high school mentor and all that stuff. So I think for me, I grew up with the mentality that I can never bottle up my emotions because it's always bad <laughs> for me because I had temper tantrums. I had legitimate tantrums. Like there were times where I remember I would like say something, shut the fuck up in the middle of a classroom because it got so loud because I have audio processing disorder. So it got, so if it's too much noise, I just can't focus it's just yeah. this unguarded um people who have sensory sensory overload describe it as just imagine distorted noise coming from an amplifier yeah. just just that noise just visualize and just 
it, yeah. And that's I how can it kind you. I can kind of relate. I have tinnitus. Yeah. So oh yeah. Oh, did like you know? when when pressure rises up. Yeah. It's like tinnitus and just like my ears are like pressure. Do you know the tinnitus trick? No. Okay. So you take so you put your palm up against your ear, and then you create pressure to kind of balance uh, out. The, balance yeah, out the I've tried that. So, it, it, yeah. it doesn't it it doesn't really work i've kind of just settled on it yeah I, I i learned that and i tried it up first time and like after five seconds i'm like oh my god it gives like, me it, <laughs> the fact that i have tinnitus gives me a good excuse to constantly listen to something so i don't have to deal with existential dread I mean, so i think there's a lot of that at play here but um i feel like 42 percent of the adults that were surveyed here felt like they didn't have that support system to reach out to Right. And I feel like as far as like men are concerned, mm -hmm. it's already hard enough to find somebody to reach out to, especially other men. Right. So we typically tend to look for that kind of shit right. in our, you know, our female or our, our women uh, friendship. Right. right? Okay. Like, so, Doc, we'll go, we'll go all three of us. Doc, when you have something going on, who do you talk to besides your fiance? Because that's, I am assuming, a given. Okay, Doc. My friend, you when you're having problems. <laughs> it's your My first are... answer might get me fired, but it's in the state now, so uh, the weed nigga. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm an elected official, sir. No, 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 no. We call him the Time Wizard. He is the Time Wizard. He is, no, he is officially called the Time, time Wizard. wizard. Yeah, he, right. I, I live with the Time Wizard. You know, I had a. I had an appointment with the Time Wizard. It lasted five hours, yeah. but it was a very yeah. good experience. I learned a lot about myself. My depression is better. It's the Time Wizard. That's his proper name. Don't disrespect it. Anyways, continue. No, but actually, I, I journal, right? Like when I feel like I really need to like get oh, something yes. out and process something, but I actually learn. So I did that in my childhood, but as I was dabbling back into like my spirituality and I was coming across things like voodoo and stuff like that, it's a big part of like the voodoo culture, like journaling and deep diving down into like the dark, shadowy places. Who do? All right, all right, Avatar. Like we get it. You're you're going to that state of like connecting yeah. to your ancestors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's that's it. If I'm connecting with my ancestors, I just kind of like try to find legendary weapons and look for fairies. Uh, so oh, is that go. is that how you here address your problems? Is yeah. that how you? It's, I'm Irish, dude. <laughs> All oh, right, <laughs> gay jar, gay bald, all of Lorwyn. That's us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. no, I mean, but do you go to your male friends and talk to them about your problems? Me personally, absolutely. I go to Zach. I go to you. Okay. Well, yeah, you're like two of the people I would go to. Okay. Also, generally, <laughs> back, back to the statistics. Yeah. Like yeah. so. No, I feel. Okay. And then anyone. Like the other people I would go to would be probably the five active chat bubbles on Messenger. So how many close friends do you feel like you would say? I wrote that down and I said I had at least 10 close friends. 10 people, okay. At so least 10 close friends. I feel like you were totally an outlier, but that's, that's fine. I would say- on brand I have you. six friends of mine who I would call great sages. I would, I have at least five and, and we are the Power Rangers <laughs> my senior and yes, this is this is kind of nerdy, but my senior year at my graduation party, I gave four of my closest friends a Power Ranger shirt, and that was a symbol for a friendship. 
in that in the end if any of us got something bad we would like call each other and just make sure we're all connected that's kind of honestly how i kept going in life because like i kept okay. that in the back of my head i right. will say right. i will so, say for the one person like the one person i know i can always go to regardless of like how embarrassing or bad i feel about it is that yeah. So I'm the toxic one in this situation here, right? Because I'm the one that bottles all this shit in, right? Like I'm the example of the toxic masculinity that I feel like is kind of causing this loneliness problem, right? Mm -hmm. Because like you guys just stated, you feel like you have a close circle of actually male friends that you can go to and you can be vulnerable. I will with, right, right? throw an addendum. Even though I feel like I can talk to Zach about anything, there are certain things I would rather talk to one of my friends who are women about. Ours? A la Renner or... So you feel like you can be more vulnerable with your female friends than you can be with your your male friends? Vulnerable in a different aspect. Yeah. In a, in, and I think... I Not think more or less, but different. I think it's just a different perspective because like there's conversations that... We'll, we'll spend more about this when it comes to male and female interactions. I definitely felt that when I was any male can attest to this, like we all struggled talking to females. But yes. they, but I feel like part of that was just because of either what society tells us that this was supposed to happen, or yeah. our parents told us that this is supposed to happen, or whatever outside influence. But uh, one of my best friends, Jessica, she. Is my girl like she was my uh, my first crush in high school it's like i want to be friends with you but then like we developed to be like no she's my best friend and uh if i'm in trouble she would grab the gun and start fucking shooting people without any questions but like yeah it's just like she's so like i feel like with dan's situation like there are there are situations that men can't it's not that they can't it's just that maybe they don't have that perspective that they can speak on better than what a female could because Maybe as a female, they have run across it better and they can handle the situation differently. No, I totally agree, right? And I think that's part of what the issue here as far as like the loneliness epidemic and especially towards men, right? right? Like men don't seem to be good at platonic cross-gender friendships. It's not a fucking TV shows and <laughs> yeah. movies and right. going and, around. And, and it's partly our fault, right? Because we've always been taught and we've always been shown that if you develop a close personal relationship with a woman... Y'all fucking! <laughs> she must want the dick, right? Y'all fucking. <laughs> She's gotta want the dick. Hold on. You All right, All right. so... Her dick. If life <laughs> is an MMO... Oh, God. What's your stats? And, and you take... The gay racial bonuses. Okay. Do you get like? Do you get like? Do you get like plus five in talking to female confidence? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. Or just women just naturally intimidating to men. I I I think I think the plus five. So think about like this. I I think about this in charisma. Charisma, out in an objective sense, is the ability to have. A, the, I feel like the ability to have a conversation that brings out a personality, right? Because when we think of charisma, well, actually, when you think of someone with high charisma, who do you think of immediately? Jamie Foxx. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Her, exactly. People, exactly. People who have, He's probably the most talented person on the yes. planet. Yes. 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 Uh, also, I feel like a, and th this we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, but a perfect example of positive masculinity. 
Yeah. Right? Like, non-toxic. I'm sure Jamie has said some toxic things. He was doing stand-up in the 90s. Of course he is. Of course he has. But but also, like, he managed to skate through that whole fucking Me Too movement and save Katie Holmes from Tom Cruise. So who (laughs) (laughs) I'm also pretty Denzel Washington in that charisma (laughs) because, like, Hey, hey, wait. Ben Affleck saved J-Lo from A-Rod. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so when you said Denzel, I was going to say another positive example of uh, positive masculinity, right? Yeah. But then he said Ben Affleck. And I'm oh, like, like I, don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's just a cool dude. Yeah. He's so popular yeah. in Boston. So <laughs> I think Ben isn't a positive male role model, but he's a typical Boston role model. That's um, it. That's true. I will always fuck for fuck with Ben Affleck for how he stood in Bill Maher's face and said, fuck you about Islamophobia, right? Like, because Bill goes the fuck off about like Islam all the time, right? And he's like, no, it's just that Bill talks about Islam like Reddit talks about Pippin. <laughs> <laughs> That is a hot take. We need yeah. a hot, you know, we have the island. I feel like we need a hot seat. You, yeah. you just put yourself in a hot seat. Uh, yeah. Have like um I don't know how much our like the budget is for like having a Photoshop, but like we're just gonna Photoshop you with a hot seat, <laughs> just like I can do that. I can edit in flames right here, but he's on fire. He's on fire. I have that drop saved. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see our fucking my audio file for fucking drops. <laughs> That's your definition of charisma, right? But do you feel like, I? because I personally feel like one of the main things that gets in the way of men forming genuine platonic relationships, even amongst other men, mm-hmm. is our definition of masculine, mm-hmm. right? Like, in, and especially, I, I would love to hear your opinion on this as a gay man, right? Because, like, the definition, I feel like the definition of masculinity has got to be Somewhat different. Oh, honey, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need a new, I'm gonna need a new glass for this one. Yeah, hold I'm, on, I, I, I got you. Uh, I'm gonna need a glass for this Let's one. Let's take a quick break, real quick. Let's take a quick break, real quick. I'll fill up and we can talk about because, honey, we got, we, I got a lot to say. Wait, why can't we talk about gay stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, as the political commissioner of the gay rights movement. <laughs> Is that a real thing? No. I was about to say. <laughs> I mean, look, the reason why I said gay people should have their own delegation mm-hmm. in the uh, new in our redo of the Chappelle thing yeah. is because they're their own voting block. Right. They are like can, that. Like that statistic is like considered when you're looking at Republican and Democratic like votes. Mm-hmm. So like, why would they not be their own? Also, election? don't forget, I am a public official and a full-on politician. Well, since we're talking about voting, you know, you haven't had, you haven't slept with anybody. You haven't lied on your political. But, 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 I did pay $10. That's all it took. That's all it took. (laughs) Next thing you know. I had to do, like, we did a meeting to to fill all the vacant seats because nobody else fucking paid $10. And all of the people that, like, were nominated were super impressive and everything, like, like doctors and like you know former representatives and all this other shit and i'm just sitting here like i literally just paid ten dollars as a joke and and now i'm here (laughs) and now i'm voting on these people who like give a shit 
So what you're saying is you're gonna one day you could become you're gonna replace Andrew Harris, right? I'm pretty sure with with my trajectory right now, yeah. with with how apathetic I am, I'm probably gonna be president. <laughs> yeah. Can we have idiocracy? I would like idiocracy. Just... I would be a better president than Camacho. <laughs> Back the gay masculinity. We all Back saw how Terry Crews handled the Me Too movement. Speaking of gay masculinity. Speaking of gay masculinity. <laughs> so, no disrespect to Terry Crews. Like, so um, this portion, I will always keep my crown on because I'm speaking of the gay population in terms of my beliefs and my perspectives. When I was growing up, gays were obviously mocked up, made fun of, and I joined in them because I wasn't any better. I came out the closet in 2010, no, 2010, like as bi, kind of like, oh, I still like girls, but I kind of like guys. And it's kind right. of like- Like getting into the shallow end of the pool. Right, yeah, right. It's, it's kind of like, like dipping your feet in. Yeah, you dip your feet in, because it was more susceptible. So it was more okay being bisexual than being flat out gay. It was like- Yes. It was like going to Taco Bell and ordering the right. combo box. Right. And then eventually you're just like, you know what? Can I just get two beefy wow. five lab burritos? Wow. Or just a quesadilla. Right, because like mm. that's a part of the like this toxic masculinity too. Like women are allowed to experiment. Like in college, it's right. expected that women have like, oh, you at least Katy Perry, I kissed a girl. Oh, God, yeah. that phase, yeah. Right, right, right. That's a phase that women are expected <laughs> to go through. But like dudes, you do that shit once, it's like, you gay for life, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so like, Riley Freeman. Y'all got y'all got changed. Oh my, excuse me, you bought a dessert together? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took a nap? What's what's your favorite like Twitter meme where it's like, oh, they did this blank, must be gay. And you know exactly which ones I'm talking about. Yeah, it's everything. always, it's always, and they were roommates, or or they were best friends. <laughs> nah. like, and like, it's like they're clearly fucking. Like, they're clearly fucking. Like some of the ones where you were like, clearly. my, it was like I saw my man's wearing a bracelet. That must be that's some gay shit. <laughs> and we were, Shots fired. Nah. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, no. Oh oh oh! Don't give me. Oh Is my it god. Is gay for a man? accessorize oh so this is whole entire reddit like is it gay it's like r slash uh, is it gay no no, no, no are, the, are the straights okay yeah, like are the straights are okay, okay. because there were so many times i go to the subreddit and the the amount of questions that would ask on that reddit just really pondered my my existence and then one of them that just caught my eye was is it gay to wear glasses fellas, <laughs> <laughs> is it gay to have correct vision? Like, another... Hey, Doc, you did just get contacts. contacts. I did, because my glasses were gay. Because it's gay to have correct vision. <laughs> I hey, I, hey, I heard you got LASIK because you were like. Does that yeah. mean Clark Kent was secretly in the closet? Like, was that like his? I mean, own... there's, there's. Hey, like gay conversion there. camps now with free LASIK. I mean, I do this. <laughs> Okay, so back to masculinity. So, so back to back to my my. I guess we my, never left masculinity. No, but... so I'm talking about my my sexual journey right now. So I came out as bi first, and after I came out as bi, I had a boyfriend, and my boyfriend, in just the the nicest way possible, was a freak. <laughs> and, like literally, like a freak. It just I lost my virginity, and it's like I lost my virginity. After watching Twilight, Breaking Dawn. First of all, um, uh, in a how, forest orcus. 
In a Ford Focus. Yes. Oh my lord. <laughs> TK in a Ford Focus after watching Twilight Breaking. I just want to say, so I'm, I'm working Are on a stand-up bit. Hey, high school cheer. <laughs> you would hold the bottom of the pyramid great. I, I'm a support. That's all I do. Did you just call him a bottom? It's okay. Of the pyramid? <laughs> Savior. This he's, is like, he's like the whole grains. Right. Like, That's the base. Right. I just have to say, That's all. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> so... I, so I lost my virginity to a man. I have not lost my virginity to a woman. Not yet. I still have my, my golden gay card, apparently, from like old, like, kind of like. I've got a golden gay card. It's kind of like the Willy Wonka. It's kind of like the golden, golden ticket from Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka where like, if you have the golden tickets, you get to go to the factory. I'm so glad you all fucking knew exactly what I was How doing. How can we not, How can we not watch that? That's a cultural icon. You cannot. Yeah. People, if kids do not know about Willy Which Wonka. Which one? Which one? Charlie and the oh, Chocolate Factory. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Willy. Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? I'm saying both because did you know there is a new fan theory that ties together Charlie and Chocolate Factory and Snowpiercer? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, okay. Yes. 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 What? Right. No, yeah. no, we cannot because then we will get into a tangent <laughs> about a, that. But different, different, different podcast. TLDR. Uh, Willy. Uh, Willy. No. Uh, with Charlie. Charlie. Charlie is the train conductor, mm-hmm. and and it's uh the world apocalypse is like yeah, the train. Yeah. Yep. It's on the train, and it, dude, it's not. All right. It's so not. I want to. Br- I. Me. <laughs> Want to bring it back on topic? Uh, okay, got you. And listen, so well, hold on. I wasn't gonna go there. I'm bringing it back on topic for the first time in forever, ever, ever, ever. Me, <clears throat> probably over ever. a year. <laughs> so that's... you were saying that men just seem to be nervous around women in general. Yeah. So I think because a lot of things. So in the gay population, I think. In, in, I think it's less so in the gays than it's in the straights, obviously, because I feel like when you I tell, don't know. I, so in the, so in my experience, when I go up to the club, when the I go straights, to the club, the straights, by the no, way, no, no, sounds no. like a really bad punk band. Straights, one, two, three, four. You know you have to. Anyways, going back on track. Um, so this, so whenever I go to the club and whenever I'm dancing, now I would say from. 2011 to 2017, I was baby gay. I knew my sexuality. I knew what I was comfortable with, at least a little bit. But I think a lot of it stemmed from I wasn't manly enough because I didn't have the body of a gay male. Mm. So that's so you where still had that body. So and so it kind of more ties yeah. into like the the masculinity tied into body dysmorphia, yeah. and I feel like a lot of the loneliness because I talk to my brother and I, you know, I talk to other people like that. This I feel like men do not promote body dysmorphia as a way to like go through their feelings, both gays and straights, like immediately. I was just talking to my fiance <laughs> about this the other day. We literally men experience body dysmorphia at the same rate, if not, I, I would push back and say more than women because it's not looked at as something that men should be like critical about. Right. But even like if you go back to the eighties, right? Like all of the action figures and stuff like that are like hulked out him. Like 
my my tits are like on my <laughs> the ground. Damn, right. Like John Vorkin is prime. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Beef Ferrigno. No, 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 no. The movie Expendables. Everyone yes. Expendable was ripped. There was yes. not a fat person. Yeah, and they're in. And that's dudes in like their fucking 40s and 50s, yeah. right? So like, just think about that. As a fucking, cause that movie isn't advertised to people in their, well, I guess kind of, they're like kind of the market for that, but yeah. like, it's still advertised to Gen Z and millennial kids who are going to see that as an action movie, right? Yeah. They don't get the context of it, but they're still gonna see those dudes and in their minds, it's being imprinted that you can look like that when you're 40 and 50 and it's probably like normal to look like that when you're 40 and 50 right like that's fucking crazy to me like we and we've been through that i would say for a very long time if not since like the 60s probably like at least since the 70s when like the i the i the modern idea mm -hmm. i would say of a masculine <laughs> man was really supplanted. Right. I so in in girl well, all right go for it because um, yeah, you had a lot to say yeah, yeah. so I had uh, I'm gonna pick up on what you just said so let's go from uh, 1950s we'll go through the decade 1950 1960 1970 yeah, yeah let's so go, 1950 let's, what would Cold you, War I'm gonna say for 1950 the ideal like masculine man I'm gonna say James Dean. So I feel like James Dean is a good example if you're looking at what the youth would like categorize as masculine, right? But and, like you got like adults at that time, it was more like suit and tie. Like men back then were very professional. I would say so James how Bond. about in the uh, 1960s? James Bond. Sean Connery. Yes, absolutely Sean Connery. If like at least top 10, if you're doing like a, a top 10, like masculine list sean connery and maybe george um clooney but then you gotta think like the 1960s so we're talking like the hippie movement right and you had dudes like Jimi hendrix right who were also looked at as masculine mm -hmm. and if you go back into the 1950s then you talk in elvis right like you talk in chuck berry Three. uh james so like all, the, all like the really all the big hollywood male uh, stars yeah. were typically your top of the line masculine. Like that was that was like the benchmark or the mold that this was okay to live. Like if you were this, you are okay to live in America. Yeah. So this this is a subgenre of in America. Right. This right. is a subgenre of a subculture. Right. But one of the most like hypersexualized figures in uh, metal music is Billy Velo from him. And he you looks mean, white, deep voice prints. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He basically looks like Lestat. It's yeah. So it's the Prince aesthetic, right? And like so, Prince for his time, time period. When it's he the came pretty boy. It, it's it was the man prettiest. It was. I feel like it Matthew was the. Well, hold on. All right. So, as a gay man, would you say that man pretty is a thing? Now, no, but back then, yes. Back then, meaning when? Back then, when metrosexual was a thing. So, like early two thousands. Late eighties, early like late eighties to two thousand ten, because that's when metrosexual kind of died off. Oh, I was gonna say, all right. So, like you were saying earlier, is like body so, dysmorphia. So, like for me, I'm six foot five, right? Right. Mm -hmm. right. I weigh one hundred sixty pounds. Yeah. 
I am a twig. I was going to say twig. <laughs> it's it's just, yeah. Yeah. He meant. It's like you know. And for a while, it's been something that's like really bothered me because you know, like okay. there's something to be able. There's I know, like both of you have been able to walk into a room and look around and be like. Yeah, I can kick everybody's ass in this room. Um, I would like Daily. to point out that I'm 5'7", and up until the last two years, I was probably like a buck 25 soaking wet. But that also never stopped me from being like the scrappy do of my friend group. <laughs> so for people who are listening, I am 5'8". Um, I'm just, I've always had the muscle, I've always had like this football build but I also played like Yeah, soccer. you look like you could play I, DM. Yeah, I, I played I played defensive. I just didn't like it. So I played theater. So I I basically fit every single gay stereotype. I I, I tried sports, it didn't work out. Now I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went to I went to theater, not for the girls, just because it's like I just I honestly Oddly I enough, did theater. Honestly, so I did theater because I need community service. And so ah, we needed so we so so I was like, so I was, but I could acquire because I like, I enjoy singing because I like to sing. Yeah. Hey, me too. So like, I enjoyed singing. So I've done singing for like 10 years and all of it. So I was like, I think it was like some random like two day and my senior year, like I go up to my choir teacher and she says, hey, I need community service hours to pass. Is there anything I can do? And then she looks at me and she gives me like this grin. And she's like, I'm not gonna like what you're about to say, am I? And she looks at me, she's like, oh, you are going to enjoy this. And so she says that you have to audition for the next uh, high school music, high school production. And I was like, okay. And you know, if you get in, you get in and we will count for community service. If you don't, then you have to be tapped. I was like, okay, that's right. That's so, how and so, you acted your ass uh, off. So, 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 because I didn't, I didn't say which, I didn't say which, uh, which production it was. So I was just like, what's the play? She looks at me and she's like, oh, something that I think you can do. I'm like, I'm scared of shit right now. Right. Go ahead and say it. She's like, it's West Side Story. Wow. <laughs> and so I want you to guess what my, and I got in, so I want you to guess. What my character Did you was. go to PR or did you go to HR? <laughs> I was gonna say, were you? You should have gone to HR. Were you a jet or were you a shark? Neither. 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 I'm, uh, I'm still. I'm still one of the. I guess not. I'm. I'm still one of the main. Like, I. I have a call out name. Like, it, I'm in. Yeah. I'm. I'm in the. I'm in the ca uh, characters. So like main characters. So but, I should guess. Like, for me, like I, it's something I've had to like really get used to of just being like really tall and really skinny like and not I, even guess. <laughs> I, I never even like the number one spot that i notice it is when i'm playing basketball mm. like mm, i know bullied out there i am the tallest person in the paint and i'm like rebound and then i just watch my hands move like six inches to the left <laughs> yeah. while i'm in the air and i'm like i wasn't trying to be mean i just i can see it right yeah. and no like, like i i'm like i i get it like i'm six foot five and 160 pounds like you are, i weigh as much as somebody who's probably like a, a dude who's like five seven right I weigh more than 160 pounds currently. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Your next, you know what? Maybe Stephen Curry was like, I need a successor. And yeah, you know what? Here, here's, some, but like the other thing is, is like, I've always kind of feel like I'm 
look young, and it's been something I've had to like yeah. deal with. And then you know, I, I a couple right. of years ago, I just came to terms with. And you're like, I'm like, you know what? When I'm 65, I'm gonna look like Anderson Cooper, and I'm okay Ooh, with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you get yo, if yo, the moment that you get that silver, man. like silver fox out, I'm just That's be exactly like, exactly what I was gonna yo, say. He if you get like, that I'm silver going, fox yeah. look over and a ginger beard, the gaze will be all over you. I'm wow. gonna actually be like, no, wow. he's my husband. Excuse me. I've known him I, for I over him. 10 years. I've known okay. him for basically my entire life. Y'all bitches can fuck the fuck right. off. Right. Yeah, it's like, unless, you're, it's like, unless you tell me, it's like, no, I just didn't want him because he's a sugar daddy and I know him. I want his money. I want his so, pockets. Want two my- things. One, I've already said, if I start losing my hair, I'm just shaving it off. Oh. I could not see you both. I can't. Uh, no, I've seen you lowball No, like the thing is, I, I've done a buzz cut. Yeah. The thing is, it's like my hair is so full right now. It's not something I'm concerned about. Right. But by the time that it starts to go, that's another I'm just part shaving of masculinity, up. right? Like having a full head of hair, like going bald. But now it's, it's different now because being bald is masculine. Look at Bruce Willis. Look at Bruce Willis. Like he's Jason. Like Bruce Willis, like Willis, Willis looks probably. How old does Bruce Willis look? Is it the Rock? Yeah, the Rock too. Yeah. Like Bruce Willis is probably in his sixties. Yeah, and he looks like he could be in his. 40s? Yes. I Early also, 50s? I also, to be toxically masculine for a second, I feel like I could beat the dog shit out of Bruce Willis. I just, I just have to put that Why out. would you beat up on a old senior <laughs> man? <laughs> why? Why do like, you feel, see, this is, see, this is talks about, like, why do you feel like you need Is this Bruce Willis with or without <laughs> shoes? And also, are we in the tower? I saw a great tweet. <laughs> okay. And they were like, soft move. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay. Boss move. Die Hard is a Metroidvania movie. Oh! <laughs> oh! All right, I have to give that one. I'm not going to discuss any further, but I will give that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, I will also go ahead and say that it's it's mainly because Bruce Willis just looks like he has a weak chin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see it, but if you see it, I I'm going to give it to you. Um. You I see, just, that's funny, because he was in Unbreakable. Right. Ah. Like, oh, and like, okay, so back to your list. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's the one with the glass jaw. Right. I, so back to, I feel like Bruce Willis, or Samuel L. Jackson would also beat the dog shit out of Bruce Willis, but that's just... <laughs> so what time period are we in? 1960 or 19... So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, so, I said like the 1970s would be like Burt Reynolds. Uh, I feel like it's George Clooney. Clooney, I'd say, like, is the... No, Clooney is 90, right? Like, that's when... Uh, and in the 2000s, there's only one person I can possibly think of. It is not Brad fucking Pitt. It is not Brad Pitt. Oh. Oh. So, it's Spike Lee. It's... Spike Lee is the ideal masculine man for the 2000s era. Fair. Short, with glasses, Right, intellectual. <laughs> he's not intellectual because he's a Knicks fan. That's that that's that's what you this is the hill that you're dying say this is the island you're gonna float on. A so, Knicks fan. Okay. so I think my island for this also, discussion. We'll talk about this frame. So the the whole thing is is there's a running argument that he says Brad Pitt doesn't have range. I said yeah. and right. Spike Lee is his favorite director. <laughs> Or one of. So I surrounded a disappointed Spike Lee. 
<laughs> with a bunch of Brad Pitt movie posters. Which I feel like is accurate because Spike Lee would totally agree that Brad Pitt has no brain. <laughs> <laughs> World War Z, Troy, interview with a vampire, inglorious bastards. What else is 12? I didn't even put it on here, but 12 years a slave. Oh. That's right, he's in that movie. He is? Yes. And I bet you he acts just like Brad Pitt acts in every other fucking movie. I, I, so, we're back on topic. Um, masculinity. I feel like, so, so we went through that, we went through the exercise. Oh, we forgot the 2010. So we got, we got all the way up to, um, well, that's when shit changes, right? So 2010s, this, I feel like it would probably, like, there's, like, Chris Evans would be so one I would think So that's the of. main thing I wanted to talk about, yeah. right? Like, part of the reason why I feel like men are so lonely right now, and the reason why they cling to the right-wing manosphere is, is because they don't know what masculinity is anymore. I feel like the identity is lost. I it do. is. I feel... Okay, so I'm still keep. All right, now I'm no longer talking as a gay man. Um, I'm talking as a black man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though they're both the same, but it's one more urban in Peach right, County. Right. I feel that part, and I'm sure you have experienced this when your father, when you grew up with your father, a lot I of- I actually did not, but hey. <laughs> oh shit, I'm gonna- There's a joke in there. There's somewhere. a joke somewhere in there. I actually feel like it's not a joke anymore. Like, especially when we're talking about masculinity, but I'm gonna get to that. No, <laughs> <laughs> So I, so my father grew up and basically poor. He grew up poor. Okay. So the masculinity is different for him because he, his father was a alcoholic, abusive, druggy, right. the run of the mill black person growing up in Ooh, the 67 the in the south in, 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 in the south in the south in the south in the 70s yeah. i'm talking about that say less <laughs> I, I i know like i'm so flames. herschel walker yes Got it. so you wanted this and i'm bringing it to you let's it's a go. lot of heat let's go but I feel that from looking at my father, I realized that that's not that's not masculinity to me. That's that I don't feel that way. And I think to each man, they have to come. They have to ask this question themselves: Am I going to be like my father, or am I going to be someone different? And if I'm going to be someone different, who's going to be who? Whose values? Whose morals? Whose personality am I going to cling to? Lay up, hold on, because perfectly, I think. That encompasses the black experience, especially for millennial black men. Exactly. More now than white, mm -hmm. right? Because millennial black men are coming from a place where our fathers, our leaders were in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. They feel like they, they were all like arrested with death. Yeah. Come on. Most of us don't have it. Like, and my father. Literally, like, literally. Just, just, hold just, on. Right. I don't like, I don't like the idea of role models. Right, and and I'm I'm bringing this up for a reason yeah, that I'm gonna tie. I don't like the idea of role models because I don't feel like it's iconic. It's iconography, right? It's that's a mortal sin. God, the Christian, and I'm not even like heavily Christian, but there's a reason why I feel like that. The, you know, you're not supposed to worship other fucking people because humans are flawed. Yeah. We're we're problematic by nature, and. That's not to a Hail malicious Mary, full extent. Of grace, Lord, but, Lord, Jesus, blessed art thou among women, and blessed are the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
I mean, we have to complicate it. One of the only, one of the only people. Continue. One of the only people I will call a hero, somebody that I feel like is a perfect role model, is Fred Hay. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said about his death at such a young age and how problematic he could have became had he had time to progress in nature the way he was. Right? A lot like Huey um, Newton. But I do feel like Fred Hampton, though, is a perfect, like, he could have been president one day, right? If he had progressed on the trajectory that he was progressing on, right? You know, this is a person who got uh, the first black prom king and queen elected to his school. He also got some of the first black professors elected or uh, hired at his school. If you follow his- He was his... able to reach the uh, Latin King right. community, the gangs in Chicago, as well as some of the Young Patriot movement, which was like you, the Young Conservative. Uh, Fred Hampton was a symptom of the same kind of charisma that Martin Luther King. So, right? you, brought up a, you brought up a keyword. So I'm gonna ask you this question. If he was not assassinated and lived out and lived out his years to whatever guess he would have definitely died, do you think we would still be free? I am going to take several seats. <laughs> A piece of this that I wanted to speak on um, after looking at some of the videos that I reviewed and researching this topic, right? And like mm-hmm. we're talking about cultural homage, right? Right, and we exist currently under a system of white supremacy, white supremacal patriot that has defined the landscape of masculinity for centuries, right? Like we started at the 1950s because that's when our modern perspective, and that's as far as our modern perspective of masculinity yeah. can really like realistically reach, right? Like we have ideas of like cowboys and stuff, but that's even based off of the 50s perspective of what cowboys free as a black man is hard to really conceive in a country that is still arguing with whether or not reparations is something that black people deserve right Mm -hmm. and that's speaking with california yeah just recently proposed a bill that we have actual african immigrants arguing against reparations for African-Americans because it will come out of their text. That's a whole discussion in itself. No, right. So, right. The, so the reason why I brought this up is um, I'm a comic fan. I'm a dire comic fan. But okay. there's one thing that people don't know is that I truly believe in what the X-Men is. Like right. the core of the X-Men. Yes. A group of m- marginalized, discriminated individuals who... The narrative behind. The hair and everything behind it. It's like, definitely not a metaphor, everybody. <laughs> not an absolute all. Which is super funny because Stan Lee said that it's fucking Martin Luther King in Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it sounds like so. I feel so when I look at, you know, Stan Lee's wife, but he was very for change and progression. And so I look at the X Men as a way to, you know, the metaphor, the metaphor example of like the civil rights movement and all like yes. the, all the wars that are happening. Cultural narrative. Right. And right. so like looking at Magneto yeah. and everything that he is, you know, a super villain, a father, an anti-hero yes. that it symbolizes the ideas of Malcolm X. A liberator. A liberator. A, a, 
uh, an dictator. An extremist, I mean, yeah, yeah. An extremist author, uh, almost like authoritarian figure. Yeah. Right? I mean, I kind of like X he wasn't. was. Right. But, like, if that's what's it, if Malcolm X was still but alive. Malcolm X wasn't, but uh, Elijah Muhammad uh, no, he was. was. Yeah. Right. So it kind of comes down to this. If both Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were still alive, well, not alive today, but like, were assassinated, right? Or right. weren't killed off early on. Yeah. What impact would have happened? What do you feel we would be having this conversation? And if we would be having this conversation, how would the narrative be? Because tying, my, tying it into uh, masculinity and uh, not really much of, uh, you can follow up on this, but if Kurt Cobain was still alive, I think he would have sold out. <laughs> Uh, when you say Kurt, Kurt Cobain, Cobain in the middle of a discussion about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, I was so like, his life was so hard as a rich white rock star in I America. Actually, I actually think I'm that, also bringing up uh, Chester, Chester and Chris from South Garden into this too. If they also can we bring in Lane? You know what? All right, hold on. Sidebar. This is not getting edited out. Do you know how fucking? Do you know how? Fucking mad it makes me that Eddie Vedder is the only one standing. Eddie fucking Vedder. Do you know how mad it makes me that Steven Tyler and Keith Richards are still alive, but Prince and Michael Jackson are dead? Oh, yeah. David Bowie. David Bowie died at 69. Uh, to right. be fair, that's fine. But like, so back to the question yeah, about yes. Michael, uh, if we had to choose sides, right? We had that civil war of liberating the mutants versus keeping or and well, we did, we, we, we <laughs> did essentially, but like in in today's times, yeah, um, liberating the right, right. <laughs> um, it's 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 to me, I feel Malcolm X aligns closer to the the ideas that you know i say are people who feel like they're marginalized but like i'm putting in black people yeah. just because it's you know, a modern liberalism right because like i feel that when it so a lot of things when it comes to we're going to go a level deeper into non psychology when people feel that they're not being listened to they act out naturally yeah. children the class the classic example when they don't get what they want they act out why because they didn't get what they want. Clear as a day example. Now when you manifest that to an older man, they now have money or sometimes have money. Right. And so now they're going to start. I feel like the destruction is more longer lasting. So joining, Steve Bannon recruits yes. incels from incel fucking group from Reddit. So, so what I was going to say as far as the Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Yeah. Um, I would probably still be a... Let, all right, hold on. Let me take that. In the beginning, I was a Malcolm X, mm -hmm. right? Um, because the Black Liberation over everything else movement, you know, and this coming from somebody who is in a interracial relationship mattered more to me than anything else, right? right? And I would probably be frowned upon in that circle, right? Because that was a... Like, even if it was segregation, right? Like, even if black people had to have their own part of this country, like, th that's what Malcolm X cared about. Um, I don't know if you know who George Lincoln Rockwell is. That's a big thing. George Lincoln Rockwell is the architect 
of um, white supremacist PR in this country. Mm -hmm. He is known for coining the phrase white power, right? Um, George Lincoln Rockwell would regularly show up to both Martin Luther King rallies and Malcolm X rallies. Here's the difference, though. He would show up to Martin Luther King rallies dressed like a gorilla. He would show up to Malcolm X rallies and donate money. Why? Because Malcolm X advocated for separate, but not separate, but equal, but like... Separate and equal. Yeah, like if necessary. Right. Right? Martin Luther King, however, was, I don't know if you know this, closer to a socialist than he was just a Christian pastor. Right. Right? Um, He was able to reach, you know, like the uh, Million Man March was also the Million Man March for jobs and freedom. Right. <laughs> right. right. Where he was reaching... And what, what, what does everybody remember? One fucking line. Yeah. So, tying this back into Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King was able to reach young Patriot caucuses as well and speak to poor whites in a way that Malcolm X wasn't right right um because malcolm x's focus was just different not to take away from their uh, message yeah but the identity of their masculinity today though however i feel like is what the left is missing yeah right the left movement took on this identity of the extremely marginalized and misrepresented um groups in society which had i feel like this very negative effect of excluding men well there's this really like a really common meme going around on like right-wing twitter where they're just like oh we're going to war and it's like the left-wingers and it's like a picture of pride and then me it's like them holding a gun right no and i do feel and it's like i'm I'm pretty sure there are some libtards in the military too. Like, yeah, no, and there are, but it is in it's not, unfortunate effect of the branding. Isaac, so tying this back into masculinity, um, in like the overarching sense of the modern, the modern, the identity missing in masculinity. Yeah. So we talked a lot about like where the pitfall started right. with. You know, I talked like we talked more about the in black perspective of like yeah. leaders and. You know, while you don't like role models, I'm saying role models because they were, right. as they were. Yeah, they, um, and, and there are. And there are. So, I have, and the reason why I bring this up is because masculinity is different per person and per racial, and, and per race. Oh, absolutely. Um, If you go to, if you ask, like, what a, you know, if I ask a Latina person what masculine looks like, they're just going to say uh, George George Lucas or Carlos Mencia at one point. <laughs> well, like, you could even take that into like catcalling. Right, so, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. You could even take that into catcalling though. Yeah. Right? Like there was that big discussion in a second and I got you, uh, Zig, but like there was that big discussion in like I guess the twenty tens when that uh YouTube video came out of that chick who was wearing the camera on her. Right. right. And, and she, she was walking down New York. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and ethnic communities tagged in, right? And they were like, catcalling is no- is is normalized in those communities. It's not seen as so abrasive that it is outside of areas where it's not um as 
as abundant, I guess, right? Or as like like it's yeah. So right, I, now your turn. Like one of the things that you both were talking about is basically almost like the standards of masculinity. Yes. And like I said, like it's taken me a long time to just even literally be comfortable with my body because I I know right. I'm not gonna be a 280 pound. Body now with like, steroids. <laughs> like, with steroids. I'm, I'm not going to be a 280 pound brick house. Like, it's just, it's not well, going to happen. Look, from somebody who is into physical fitness, right? Like, I'm really like back in the gym and all that shit. Like, and I watch a lot of. Like, Doc, that would mean me putting on 75% no, no. of my current body weight. Listen, listen, listen. What I'm saying you is. You will no longer be a twink. You will be a twunk. Yeah. <laughs> a trunk? No, a twunk. Yeah. Oh, a swole twink. Is there a difference? <laughs> yes. Small, yes. A, a swole twink. The end. Can I look at that on Urban Dictionary? Yes. yes. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is in the bodybuilding community, yes. right, there is a big discussion going on right now about naturals versus enhanced. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. right? And enhanced is human growth hormone. Um, there's one called uh, Trimbalone, right? That like, they're really, that's a really big like steroid that's being used right now. Is that TNR or, sorry, TNT, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah. so. Even, Get the table! Oh, go for it. Hang in, Dudley boy. Okay, now your turn. Thank you. <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> Here's your talking stick. Yes, right. <laughs> it can be like it's it. I had to like get used to, you know, like accepting the body that I'm in, and like I realized like I'm not gonna be John Claude Van Damme. Like right. I'm right. not gonna be well, Captain you could America. Be with Trimbalone, but that's not. <laughs> that's this. That's not the so, point of this discussion. But go. But ahead. you know, and like this is gonna. This is a super Chad thing to say, but I was growing up, Speaking and I was like, you know what? Prince, David Bowie, they get bitches. Yeah. Right, so as I was saying earlier, Prince, when he first came out, was seen as masculine, right? Like, I can pull out record covers right now, a dude's dressed in mesh marinas. Prince with, just like, wore shit Mozart would. Leather plants, oh, pleather plants. Yeah, Prince was the reason why we have leather into this. Yeah. Right. So part, he was a leading movement of that. Him and David Bowie and never Leather. That's fucking, not a jacket. Yes, yeah. leather yeah. that's not a jacket. Fucking cameo in, uh, uh, what the fuck is it? Uh, house Party? No, not House Party. What was the other one? Like, is like Head of Class or some shit like that. X Part X? Party X? Project X? No, no. way too later. Anyway, fun Wait. fact, Prince is the only person with the number one song, album, and movie at the same time. The movie? Purple Rain, yeah. Purple Rain, and Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Yeah. Um, yeah. All three of them are Purple Rain. So, what I'm saying is, is now what we are seeing is this, like, men are having, like, this identity crisis, right? Where with these progressive movements going on, we don't know what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that is leading to the loneliness epidemic that men are seeing, right? The inability to form platonic relationships because it's weak and and vulnerable to be seen as like emotional and shit like that. And I think there is Non-male relationship? No. Or just even, interpersonal relationships in I think general. It's, it's interpersonal just interpersonal relationships, relationships in, more, in general. I'm saying, yeah. yeah. 
because you know there are even these movements like uh like part of what i think the right-wing manosphere is doing is speaking directly to men who are looking for these interpersonal relationships so they're bonding around these controversial figures like joe rogan andrew tate Dude. jordan peterson pause do you remember the movie hitchcock or the the other um Love advice movie. Hitch. Hitch. Yeah. That is like the yeah. greatest rom com ever. Okay, I, so, I say, hold so, on. I'm, I'm going to no, throw no, it. Hold no, on. No, no, no. no, no, no gauntlet. Go. I'm throwing it. <laughs> You've already Hitch. thrown like eight Hitch. gauntlets. Hitch <laughs> is the best Will Smith movie. Five the backwood. But the bitch's time out. She ain't that good. No, I'm going to push back on that at a later oh, date. I'm going to push back on that. <laughs> and so, so the reason why I bring up Hitch and similar movies like that is because I feel during that time period of 2000 to 2010, there was this gap or this allure to let's get people who have high charisma into act into roles that are kind of like love guru. Yeah. Literal, the love yeah. guru. I'm bringing that up. Awesome Powers, Love Guru. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah. He, he yeah. does not do anything anymore. And I think there might be a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's because Love Guru. You watch Guru an old Mike Myers so movie fucking, and no, you're like. No, it's because Love Guru was so problematic. It made everybody look at Mike Myers' other movies and go, oh, this I, is not okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. And that's, that's, but also because of that, the masculinity shifted away from that. So that is a so that is a win. So and you know what? Yeah. Love Guru is still not Mike Myers' most awkward moment of his life. It's a so awesome power. It's, it's standing next to Kanye West yeah. when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk about Kanye, right? Because Kanye's uh... movement in hip hop really shifted the identity of masculinity in hip hop. Right before we uh, had like the hyper sexualized, hyper masculine, hyper violent. I would thug like to image. say, can wow. we just, can we just like, can we just after graduation the album, which I think is still one of my best albums. It's such a good it's fucking like, album. It's a good album. It's so good. I mean, it's like, Lord God and I at Tsunami, we're just like, oh man, fuck Kanye West, and then we'll like pause for a minute and look at each other and then be like. Graduation. But he made graduation. graduation. And Rattless Heart Syndrome is another couple songs. Not the whole yeah. thing, but a couple songs from Rattless Heart Syndrome. I just kind of just want, like, can we just take the Kanye and just freeze him? So, <laughs> Doc, uh, you take it. care of this. Uh, Zig and I have come up with this proxy, right? That um, we feel like is necessary for today's day and age, especially considering things like the Meg Thee Stallion verdict. Um, oh, it's time to grow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hard. <laughs> Who needs love is a beggar. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> it's hard. I'm to, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's hard to still participate in the you know absorption of somebody so problematic like Who needs love? <laughs> Without acknowledging the problematic nature of that artist. Right. So we suggest that instead of saying you are a fan of a Tory Lanez, mm -hmm. you say, I am a fan of the work of Tory Lanez. Similarly, how when Michael Jackson died, people were kind of up in arms about his past sexual dealings. Right. And similar, it's kind of like a similar playbook where. We, we've had that full talk on here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, sure, and I'm sure you did, so I won't bring it up too much, but like, 
of another another person of another person of interest and more and more so now, but not emasculated but in like in trans rights is JK Rowling. A yeah. lot of people are like, um, you know, there was a story. Right. And there was a story, and these couple characters came together and did this thing. And nobody and, wrote and, it. And nobody wrote it. It's just it was a ghost, it was it was a ghost writer. Yeah, was a literally that about a guy named Harry had nothing to do with J.K. Rowling and her other girls. Right. No, now, hold on. The work of does not apply to everybody. Of course, of course. Somebody tell Kanye. <laughs> no, I think it's perfectly applies to Kanye. Because, right? No, I'm talking about Unless Kanye applying it to, oh, to other people. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You yeah can I can no, it. sorry, Kanye. You can't applaud the work oh, of Hitler. Are we talking about the Holocaust or his paintings? Because his I'm paintings. Saying, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying everything. Paintings are mediocre, but I hey, think I would have, I would have rather had Adolf Hitler, mediocre career painter, mm -hmm. than than George Bush, 43rd president of the saying, United States. He doesn't care about black people. Uh, every that somebody who conducted the Holocaust and, and disrupted world Business. relations Business. until this day? Uh, do you have you heard of the quagmire that is the war in the Middle East? Yes, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we carved out a chunk of it to be. I'm we're sorry, all of the European Jews. Here's your safe zone, your little safety safe. Do you know what the And then you know what happened? We gave them nukes. That's true. We did we did give them power. But that's besides the point of this podcast. Like no. here's some land <laughs> and a lot of guns. Um but like but back so, to the masculinity part. I and this is kind of one yeah. I want to tie home um to our, to our viewers who have endured what it, oh, what it feel like four hours and it's gonna be edited down to God knows how long you can edit this down Surprisingly, to. Surprisingly a lot less than you'd think. Oh, oh. This is like all of us like I I'm an I am an embodiment of chaos. I am Lord Chaos, like the Honestly, most of the time <laughs> the things that I edit out are Dead Space, um so like um right wrong right. Hold that thought. I'm going so, But like <laughs> I think for me now I'm putting my gay back my gay crown on. If you told me to fix Max fix masculinity like right now like you gave me an infinite amount of money to fix masculinity like you know what would be the first thing that you would do with this infinite amount of money to fix masculinity i think somebody can be can can have feminine traits and still be like wholly masculine like, I, I, here's an example yeah have you seen the castlevania anime yes alucard yes oh I, oh alucard is Wholly masculine, but he gives off him. He's he's very, very man brave. He's very man brave. So here, so if you tell me that I had infinite amount of money to fix masculinity, you know, you know, the one person I would bring in, I would bring in Dolly Parton, and I would find Dolly Parton's equivalent as a man. <laughs> uh, uh, according to <laughs> according to UAL, okay, which is where I get a lot of I insight. Right. On on the culture. <laughs> right. Dolly Parton, very highly regarded. Yes. So that's so I so I told okay. I, I told him if I I, I, I I did not know this. This is new to me. Dolly Parton, very highly regarded. Dolly Parton could run the world if she wanted 
to, but she has other important things to do. So I told him if I had unlimited money to fix masculinity in my first, my first action, it would be get Dolly Parton and get her male equivalent. So you're like Zara. Who do you men. feel like the male equivalent? Is? That I don't know, but I, but guess what? Dolly Parton will help me out. Because here's the thing about Dolly Parton. Hold on. Here's Tom Hanks. Here's the thing about Dolly Parton, though. She's a uniter. She has united so many different walks of life, colors, religions, all that stuff. And she has done it well for the last 40 years. Also, so Jolene. A banger. I mean, the left needs a male version. So, okay. <laughs> my next part, like, like the final part, that in, in, it's funny that you bring up fixing masculinity, right? Because I was gonna say, what do you feel like the left needs to do in order to kind of like correct course, right, and bring straight men, not just straight white men, right? You know but how straight men back into the you know form. how when white people, when racist white people you know, go out already and then it's up to other white people to call them back in. Yeah. We have to do other with leftists. Yeah. It takes it takes other leftists to I totally agree with you. Right? Because and I feel like it's not the left it's not the women in the left. Right. No. Because like it's, it's not. you know, uh the, the manosphere would like to blame a lot of what is happening to men right now on women mm -hmm. and the gays. Right? Like it's the gay agenda Women are trying to feminize men. They're trying to uh, dehumanize us, right? They're making us like cat. And there is something, especially uh, as far as like black men are right. concerned. Oh, 100%. You to be said about the niggas ain't shit narrative, right? <laughs> you, you need a black Dolly Parton for that. For that. Yeah. I've watched and... enough boondocks to know what they're talking about. <laughs> and also to know to take Several seats. Yeah. Oh, so, so uh, have you have you had a nigger moment? I'm sure you have a nigger moment. <laughs> <laughs> when when ignorance takes over yes, the mind yes, of a normally yes, rational yes, man. Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, that's what we. That's what I. Describe. We call them accidents. <laughs> so the manosphere would say that there is a war on working class men right yeah. now, right? Like that. You know, the, it's the whole scrubs, bills, bills, bills argument, right? Like, if you're not bringing, like, something to the table that can change a woman's life. Like, there's a clip that went viral just recently of this new uh, rapper, right? And he was talking to his girlfriend on some reality show. And she said that if the wedding didn't cost $250,000 or more, she did Oh, fuck that. Pause. 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 Because I have... I have thoughts and feelings on that. <laughs> um, have you seen the clip? No, I've not seen no. the clip. Honestly, when it comes to my engagement ring, oh. if this is a throwback, I'm trying to save money on the jewel. I can make the jewel myself. <laughs> Are you gonna so, carve yourself out into a rock? Right, right. So what were you gonna say? There's somebody on TikTok who is taking bodily fluids. Oh, sperm and turning it into and pearls. And turning them into pearls. Yeah, we, we covered it. Yeah. I don't want to live anymore. Sorry. Hello, or or better yet, or better yet, um, in this scenario, I'm sorry. I'm straight. <laughs> my you know, name. We didn't my even name. Talk about that. You know, my Would name. Would it be more likely for a gay person to do that? It was that. Uh, my name is Tyrone Jackson. I'm. I am from PG County. Like I just changed my. I just changed everything. Right. It's like every. So here's a fun fact about gay people. Every gay person has a straight name. Really? 
So, like I just did, it's like, I'm straight. I, that's my cover to be like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't be here. I'm, mm. You said, I'm, what is it, Tyrone? Like, my, my, Ty, my name is Tyrone Jackson. Tyrone. <laughs> my name is Tyrone Jackson. <laughs> Do you, so, so that, to me, says that the gays specifically perceive certain names to have more masculine appeal. Exactly. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's the face. That, like, that's the facade. Yeah, that's the message. It, yeah. This is my masculine mask. Like, Leave me so, alone, I'm being like, hypothetically, <laughs> like, like, hypothetically, <laughs> if I went by Danny, yeah. there would be a difference if I said D-A-N-N-Y versus D-A-N-I. First of all, do you know any, do you know any straight Dan's that spell Danny D-A-N-I? That is totally, <laughs> that's totally a woman. Wait, 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 no, wait, no, no. It's a loaded question. It's a very <laughs> It's like asking somebody, so do you still beat your wife? There's no good answer. So, I mean, unless you're, unless you're that UFC dude, whatever, Dana White. Uh, yeah, Dana White. White. Yeah, Dana no, she, White. Or Chris Benoit. You can't ask him anymore. Or, or Blueface. Or Blueface. <laughs> so it's like, so going back to- I'm so glad neither one of you responded because that was probably the worst joke to make. Um, I, we I'm are both you're laughing. Um, I don't care. So, so, so. I'll deal with it another day. So, let's just, so now it's your turn. If you had all the money in the world to fix masculinity, okay. so that's, how would you do it? So what's the, all right, so, what's no, your first? No, you first get action. one thing. You yeah, get yeah, one, one thing. thing. No, 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 you have, you have unlimited money. You have one thing, one step to fix masculinity. What would it be? What would you do? So or at least give me your, give me a thought process of what you would do. So what give, I was going to say is what I think is really plaguing men right now is we are in in the middle of this culture war mm -hmm. we have been put on display right uh black men white men hispanic men because hispanic men hold at uh more lonely than black men yeah and black men hold more lonely than white men um so what i think is happening right now is a crisis of identity in the middle of this culture war millennial men gen z men and even some like gen xer men are having this uh, this balancing act, right? Where they're trying to grapple masculinity with being progressive. And there are no good role models for them. We were talking about role models earlier, right? And like, you know, you can look at your Brad Pitts, you can look at your Bernie Macs, but a lot of the time, what I think the problem is with leftist straight men specifically here is they don't speak up because there is this fear that we will be somehow, the spotlight will be put on us for speaking. So what right? actions do you feel that will help contribute to eliminate that I problem? think there needs to be a redefining of what masculinity is. So you, so in your mind, you would take the definition of masculinity and portray that to the world? We need a new man. I, I, my, mine is a lot simpler. Go for it. If, if I was the masculinity czar for a day, I would remove all men's ability to grow facial hair and body hair. Ooh, that's an interesting thing. You saw how quick he protected himself. <laughs> just like, everything's like, you wake up one day and you're just like, what happened to my beard? No, and it's just like, men can no longer have... grow facial hair 
Or body hair. So by body hair, bald? I mean like chest hair or. But my, but my, I was gonna say, so we're all bald. So you wanna turn no, all no, 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 no. Like, like no facial hair, no chest hair. No eyebrows? No, you get all the normal <laughs> hair. So, so he's, only, he's only specifying. So like, from the like nose beard, down. From the nose down. down. Yeah, beard, mustache, bump, bump, chest hair. And you think that'll fix masculinity? Or at least yes. it, it, you think that's the first step into it. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, you would, so, so as a white man, how take much back. less handsome is Hugh Jackman with no facial hair? So I you think just he's handsome without take, facial hair. So sure. you just want to take men who can grow beards down a peg because you can't grow a beard. Hey, <laughs> I, <laughs> I can grow a patchy beard. So you feel like the your patchy beard affects your masculinity because you associate being able to grow a few, full beard with being a man. As a politician. Ah, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, you are truly destined for presidency. <laughs> what I was going to say is that I feel like it is time for us to agree that the old standard for manhood does no longer apply to oh, this new generation. Right? Oh, oh, it's and it is the thing about, so it's not just a generation. It's the generations that are going to follow after this. Because they're, generational, they're, so here's the thing about generational change. It doesn't happen, like the the notion to change happens overnight, but long sustaining reflection change happens over time. Yeah. It's a change over time. The standard it's a delta. is the standard is changing, right. right? And unfortunately for men in general, right, and straight men specifically, the standard is changing in the middle of a cultural movement that is giving the spotlight to women and it is allowing women to take charge and this is having the counteractive effect of men kind of like blaming women for the identity crisis that they're having and this is actually another thing is like we were talking about different aspects of masculinity well we're also not in like Frontier America. So the by the way, we're traditional not alpha, aspects. We're not Alpha Chads because we didn't go to Alpha Chad convention. Yeah, you know about like, that, right? You, you know about that. There's an Alpha Chad con. Yeah, no, there's like Chad. <laughs> there, there's Chad's, Chad's Becky's, Karen's, Kyle. No, no, I'm like, talking about specifically Chad. There is literal. There is a literal. There's an Alpha Chad. There's called Chad con, and it's all about masculinity and how to be masculine. So, what are some but, positive on, examples of? Go for it. But no, the whole the whole thing is we're not in an environment where it's manifest destiny going through a untamed frontier. These traditional aspects of masculinity are no longer deemed necessary. So we're dealing with masculinity in late stage capital, where men have no inherent like drive uh, anymore. Also, no. Also, here's the other thing we did. Because there's about. more to life than being really, really, pretty, really, ridiculously pretty, good looking. So here's the other thing we didn't touch about last night. We didn't touch, and I feel like we don't have time to talk about it. There's masculinity in religion. Oh yeah. There's Islam. There's All right, Islam. we're not even. That's a bag of words. <laughs> no, we're no, taking no, a break. No 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 I'm going outside. Go There's there's. There's, there's that elephant in the room. And Look, you don't want me in a conversation about religion, but we're trying to get to the next part. Oh, oh, well, no. Well, no, like, okay, so what I was going to say is I do feel like we are in a position where the 
definition of masculinity is changing, right? right? And the new generation doesn't necessarily know how to grapple with that, especially because the the rhetoric of like the left is so harsh towards men. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I don't think it, it intentionally started out like that, but it's become the meme, right? And memes rule the world right now. Okay, right? I, am, I am one, obviously. <laughs> I am, I'm a meme, which hopefully in the next segment we'll talk about more, but like the reason why I just bring it up is because while we are discussing this, we, I feel that it's not, for our viewers who are listening to this, I think some of them are facing this problem and part of the problem is tied to an external thing like religion. Because I know a lot of times when yes. it comes to religion, they have definition, they have def find masculinity right. based off of X, Y, Z. So like, yep. I, I don't want to delve too deep into it, but I want the audience to know that that's not something we forgot about. It's something that takes a longer conversation than what we have now to discuss the both the problems that it has, the, the effects that it has, right. and ways to, and ways and goals to uh, to resolve that thing. I'm an engineer. My my daily my fucking life is solving problems and think solving, solving complex problems that people can't resolve. Right. Um but I'm not the genius in it all because I can't fix my fucking washer right now or my refrigerator. So no, no. But like that's it. I just like so so the only thing so the only thing I really brought up was like for our audience who are listening, because we didn't talk about masculinity and religion. I just only brought them up like we like we didn't forget about you. We know that that's a problem, but we don't want to talk about that because oh. that's a thing. That's I just have one thing to really like kind of wrap all of this up. Yeah. Straight people, it's okay to be gay. <laughs> even, yes. If, yes. even if it's just yes. sometimes. <laughs> hey, $20 is $20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You need, like, you, you, you need that lunch money, go get it. Honey. That's a perfect way to take an actual break. <laughs> yes. just, really? Oh, damn. I, I, <laughs> Like you can just put it in just outtakes. No, yeah. Now the moment's gone. <laughs> yeah, the moment's gone. The magic is gone. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.